friends, and welcome to Coach by Tara, the podcast where Tara... Hi, that's me. <laughs> coaches me. Hi, I'm Mike on books and movies and other things that I don't know about. Today, we are covering uh, Twilight, Stephanie Meyer's Twilight, and that's chapter 20. Yes. Of the famous book about shiny vampires. Last week, we people. did chapter 19 when we were not together. Yes. Recording together. Yeah, we were still like in a relationship. Yeah, yeah I didn't mean that. Don't worry, everybody. We're, we're not breaking up. Okay? No, no. But what we are doing is we're going to recap chapter 19 before we jump into chapter 20. So, and by we, I mean I'm going to do it because that's my job on this podcast. And Tara's yeah. job is to know things about Twilight. Yeah. Tell me about them, coach me on them, and be very pretty. So those that's she nails all those. <gasps> I wow, just have to listen so nice. and recap things. So here we go. Chapter 19, goodbyes. In chapter 19, basically, they started to put their plan into effect to get Bella out of Dodge. So, out of Dodge. So they go to Bella's house where she has to be very, very mean to her dad, Charlie, and basically recreate when Bella's mom walked out on Charlie. It was kind of cringe. It was very cringe. I hurt for Charlie. And then they left. Ed- Edward helped her leave. And then they went to Edward's house. Mm-hmm. Where uh uh Leron. Yeah. Leron was Laurent. there. Laurent. And he was like, Hey yo, I'm sorry, James is a kind of an a-hole. I only hang For around. For some reason him. I thought you were gonna say James is kind of a cuck. I don't know why. I don't know if he's a cuck. We'll see. I don't think so. But well, I'm just saying, like, I think it's kind of funny that I thought you were gonna say that. James is kind of a cuck. <laughs> and uh I, this is why the reason I hang out with him is because I kind of don't want to cross him because he's powerful. And I'm sorry, but someone's going to die. Is this girl really worth it? And Edward was like, ah! and he was like, okay, my bad, bro. My bad. So Laurent basically said, hey, I'm really interested about how you guys live your life. I'm not going to be involved with this. Good luck. Like, maybe I'll go up to Alaska. Yeah, maybe I'm going to Alaska. Mm-hmm. So, well, they're basically just finishing out the plan. Yeah, they finish out the plan. They, they change the plan slightly. Where Edward and uh, Carlisle get in a car and, and get, in, get in Bella's truck, right? No, no, no. Esme and... Esme and Rosalie. Rosalie get in Bella's truck. Edward and, and Carlisle, Carlisle get in a car. Do a, they? With um, Emmett. Do they get in a car or are they just running? I thought they got in a car. Um, Esme and Rosalie will be taking your truck, he says. They were carrying a backpack, so they were running. Oh, okay, so they were running. Alice and Jasper are taking their Mercedes to drive south with the dark tint on it. With Bella. Yes. And so they're they're basically just chasing James now as he chases Esme and Rosalie, thinking that is Bella. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we left off, right? Like, the last thing that happens is, like, they are, like, Alice as asks Bella to, um, if she can, like grab her to run i don't i think they're just like running to a car i don't know but yeah they're running to the car because yeah. they're driving to the airport i yeah. should say i don't think they're driving south but well either way we'll find out what is chapter 20 called here chapter 20 is called impatience mm-hmm. i'm thinking it's going to be impatience on the side of edward you think because he's kind of an impatient boy he is he's like no nonsense he's no nonsense he's impatient Kind of a D-bag. Anyway, Tara, are you ready to coach me? No. Because you called Edward a D-bag. 
I don't think he's a demon. Oh, like I see him. Anyway, Dara, are you ready to coach me? I on guess chapter 20? so. Like, okay, yes. Okay, thank you. We'll be right back. <laughs> Yes, Tara. Are you ready to be coached? Yes, I'm very ready. <laughs> As he's been waiting for like 20 minutes for me to say something. I'm just looking at everything else in the room. <laughs> Anyways. Right, so, uh, uh, chapter 20 called what? Impatience. Impatience, yes. Oh, you are feeling impatient? Impatient, weird. Mm, interesting. <laughs> interesting. So, anyways. So basically, it starts. The chapter starts off with Bella just waking up confused. So obviously, it's like just started on the next day or whatever. Um, she like wakes up in the ho a hotel room. It's so she, like she wakes up confused at her So we did a little bit of a time jump. Yeah, a little bit of a time jump. She like tries to remember how she got there, which she doesn't remember at first. But that like because she's just you know in a sleepy haze. Mm -hmm. um, but then she's like. Oh yeah, like, like she literally is just like, right. uh, oh, like yeah, oh yeah, I remember the, the black car and yeah, like mm -hmm. darker, like with the windows dark. She fell asleep against Alice in the car. Aw, yeah, she's, that's kind of cute. She said, um, "I remembered Alice sitting with me on the dark leather back seat. Somehow during the long night, my head had ended up against her granite neck." Ah, uh, because she. Her cold hard yeah neck. exactly my closeness didn't seem to bother her at all and her cool hard skin was oddly comforting to me mm, yes bella kind of into alice too no <laughs> no 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 um and then she, she like remembers that she had cried like almost like she had cried herself to sleep basically cool on her on Love that shoulder. Feeling. um um no but they had driven and she remembered like dawn breaking in california <laughs> Oh my god, I said dawn. breaking dawn. I didn't even realize it. Breaking dawn? Um, she just remembers being like basically just like in a like sleepless haze like mm -hmm. the entire time they drove from see from Seattle. God damn, what am I talking about? Forks to Phoenix. So they get to Phoenix. Um and like by the time they get there, she's like had every emotion, right? She's replayed all the scenes in her head. Like she's just like feeling really worn out um but like i think and it just like describes all like the scenery of phoenix and i think she like feels like oh like she still like does like like it there you know right that's she the doesn't kind of weather she she doesn't feel like at home necessarily but she she's like oh my gosh like because it says like the bright open freeway seemed benign enough, but I felt no relief, no sense of homecoming. So, like, things were just too tense for her right. to feel, like, happy to be home. But I Makes feel like sense. the way that the author describes it, it's, like, still, like, oh, my gosh, look at that. And Wow, it's sunny. I, and it's bright. sunny, yeah, and it's bright, and there are the mountains and blah, blah, blah. And cactuses. Um, 
And so cacti, if you will. <laughs> cacti. Cacti. The first dialogue says, which way to the airport, Bella? Jasper had asked, and I flinched, though his voice was quite soft and unalarming. It was the first sound, besides the purr of the car, to break the long night silence. So they had driven all night and long and all, mm-hmm. all day. She just, like, gives him answers automatically. My brain had worked slowly through the fog of sleep deprivation. Are we flying somewhere, I'd ask Alice. No, but it's better to be close just in case. I remembered beginning the loop around Sky Harbor International, but not ending it. I suppose that must have been where I've fallen asleep. So she, like she was described, like it was describing what happened earlier in the day because she was remembering what happened. Gotcha. Um, so she, ha- but she had no memory of like the room. That's why she was so confused when she woke up. Mm. She was just like so sleep deprived and like what an emotional day or so that it's been, you know. Right. Oh, baby. Like, she left Charlie. She, they, she had to stay by to Edward. They had to drive all that way. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot going on. Someone's trying to kill her. Yeah. That, not, on top of all that, someone trying to kill her. Like, that's a lot. So it says, I looked at the digital clock on the nightstand. The red numbers claimed it was three o'clock, but that gave me no indication if it, it was night or day. No light, edge of light escaped the thick curtains, but the room was bright with the light from the lamps. I rose stiffly and staggered to the window, pulling back the drapes. It was dark outside. Three in the morning, then. My room looked out on a deserted section of the freeway in the new long-term parking garage for the airport. It was slightly comforting to be able to pinpoint the time and the place. I looked down at myself. I was still wearing Esme's clothes, and they didn't fit very well at all. I looked around the room, glad when I discovered my duffel bag on top of the low dresser. Can I come in? Alice asked. I took a deep breath. Sure. She walked in and looked me over cautiously. You look like you could sleep longer, she said. I just shook my head. We'll need to stay inside, she told me. Okay. My voice was hoarse. It cracked. Thirsty, she asked. I shrugged. I'm okay. How about you? (laughs) Nothing unmanageable, she smiled. I ordered some food for you. It's in the front room. Edward reminded me that you have to eat a lot more frequently than we do. I was instantly more alert. He called? (laughs) No, she said, and watched as my face fell. It was before we left. Mm. She took my hand carefully and led me through the door into the living room of the hotel suite. So then Jasper was just like watching TV. (laughs) Well, I mean, what else is he supposed to do, you know? (laughs) Yeah, but he like wasn't also wasn't like really watching it. He was just like, whatever, you know. He's just like, I'm just turning this TV on for fun. Yeah, he was watching the news, but with no interest, it says. Mm. And then she started to, like, pick at some food, you know, and they were both, like, they were all kind of just, like, not not watching the TV, but watching the TV. Abella's like, what's wrong, Alice? And she was like, oh, nothing's wrong. And because I think her eyes had gotten wider, like, Alice's eyes, like, so she saw something. And it said her eyes were wide, honest, and I didn't trust them. What do we do now? We wait for Carlisle to call. And should he have called by now? I could see that I was near the mark. Alice's eyes flitted from mine to the phone on the top of her leather bag and back. What does that mean? My voice quavered and I fought to control it, that he hasn't called yet. It just means that they don't have anything to tell us. But her voice was too even and the the air was harder to breathe. Jasper was suddenly beside Alice, closer to me than usual. Bella, he said in a suspiciously soothing voice, you have nothing to worry about. You are completely safe here. I know that. Then why are you frightened? He asked, confused. 
He might feel the tenor of my emotions, but he couldn't read the reasons behind them. You understand what she's saying, right? Like, it's a problem that they haven't called. Right. Because, like, the the object is for them to just catch him there without them in town. Right. And they haven't done so yet. Right. You heard what Laurent said. My voice was just a whisper, but I was sure they could hear me. He said James was lethal. What if something goes wrong and they get separated? If something happens to any of them, Carlisle, Emmett, Edward, I gulped. If that wild female hurts Esme, my voice had grown higher, a note of hysteria beginning to rise in, in it. How could I live with myself when it's my fault? None of you should be risking yourselves for me. Bella, Bella, stop, he interrupted me, his words pouring out so quickly they were hard to understand. You're worrying about all the wrong things, Bella. Trust me on this. None of us are in jeopardy. You are under too much strain as it is. Don't add to it with wholly unnecessary worries. Listen to me, he ordered, for I had looked away. Our family is strong. Our only fear is losing you. But why should you? Alice interrupted this time, touching my cheek with her cold fingers. It's been almost a century that Edward's been alone. Now he's found you. You can't see the changes that we see, we who have been with him for so very long. Do you think any of us want to look into his eyes for the next 100 years if he loses you? Wow. True. True. Fair. My guilt slowly subsided as I looked into her dark eyes, but even as the calm spread over me, I knew I couldn't trust my feelings with Jasper there. So she was like, am I feeling calm because Jasper's here or am I feeling calm because right. I'm actually calmed by this? <laughs> um. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. So they continue to stay in the day. They have to keep the window shut because it's so sunny and the TV on, even though nobody watched it. You know, like food was delivered for her, you, you know, every once in a while. And it's like prison. Yeah. The silver phone resting on Alice's bag seemed to grow bigger as the hours passed. So they're just all waiting. Wait, they have a magic phone? <laughs> no. I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> a magical growing phone. It gets bigger, and then when they finally get the call, it shrinks again. Yeah. Magic. Magical. <laughs> so she's saying, like it says, my babysitters handled the suspense better than I did. As I fidgeted and paced, they simply grew more still, two statues whose eyes followed me imperceptibly as I moved. <laughs> so she was just like so bored, like memorizing the curtains, memorizing the pattern on the wall, memorizing, you know. They should have brought like Monopoly or something. Yeah, they should have brought like some board games. Yeah. I would play like a mean Yahtzee for a while. Yeah. Or like 15 Yahtzees. 20 Yahtzees. Yeah. And it says like as the afternoon came, like came, went on, like she went back to bed because she was like, I just don't have anything else to do. Like go sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. And Alice had followed her and, you know, they're just they were just kind of hanging out in the room. But then she says, Alice, I asked. Yes. I kept my voice very calm. What do you think they're doing? Carlisle wanted to lead the tracker as far north as possible, wait for him to get close, and then turn and ambush him. Esme and Rosalie were supposed to head west as long as they could keep the female behind them. If she turned around, they were to head back to Forks and keep an eye on your dad. So I imagine things are going well if they can't call. It means the tracker is close enough that they don't want him to overhear. And Esme... I think she must be back in Forks. She won't call if there's any chance the female will overhear. I expect they're all just being very careful. Do you think they're safe, really? Bella, how many times do we have to tell you that there's no danger to us? 
Would you tell me the truth, though? Yes, I will always tell you the truth. Her voice was earnest. I deliberated for a moment, and she decided that she meant it. Tell me, then, how do you become a vampire? Just, like, laying it out there, right? Because she never She had... wants to get sucky suckied? <laughs> she's never gotten the true answer, right? She's never had... Like, she's never asked. Right, they've all just been like, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. My question... sucky sucky is difficult. <laughs> My question caught her off guard. She was quiet. I rolled over to look at her, and her expression seemed ambivalent. Edward doesn't want me to tell you that, she said firmly. But I sensed she didn't agree. That's not fair. I think I have a right to know. I know. I looked at her waiting. She sighed. He'll be extremely angry. It's none of his business. This is between you and me. Alice, as a friend, I'm begging you. And we are friends now somehow, as she must have known we would be all along. She looked at me with her splendid wide eyes, choosing. I'll tell you the mechanics of it, she said finally, but I don't remember it myself, and I've never done it or seen it done, so keep in mind that I can tell you only theory. I waited. As predators, we have a glut of weapons in our physical arsenal, much, much more than really necessary. The strength, the speed, the acute senses, not to mention those of us like Edward, Jasper, and I who have extra senses as well. And then, like a carnivorous flower, we are physically attractive to our prey. I was very still, remembering how pointedly Edward had demonstrated the same concept for me in the meadow. She smiled a wide, ominous smile. We have another fairly superfluous weapon. Is that how you say that? Superfluous. 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 Superfluous weapon. Superfluous. Yeah. Superfluous. We're also venomous, she said, her teeth glistening. The venom doesn't kill. It's merely incapacitating. It works slowly, spreading through the bloodstream, so that once bitten, our prey is in too much physical pain to escape us. If we're that close, the prey doesn't escape. Of course, there are always exceptions. Carlisle, for example. So, if the venom is left to spread, I murmured. It takes a few days for the transformation to be complete, depending on how much venom is in the bloodstream how close the venom enters to the heart. As long as the heart keeps, keeps beating, the poison spreads healing, changing the body as it moves through it. Eventually, the heart stops and the conversion is finished. But all that time, every minute of it, a victim would be wishing for death. I shivered. It's not pleasant, you see. Edward said that it was very hard to do. I don't quite understand, I said. We're also like sharks in a way. <laughs> Once we taste blood, or even smell it for that matter, it becomes very hard to keep from feeding, sometimes impossible. So you see, to actually bite someone, to taste the blood, it would begin the frenzy. It's difficult on both sides, the bloodless on the one hand, the awful pain on the other. So that's Makes the full sense. description. I didn't even remember that they described it in this book. Because I don't, I don't think they describe it in the movie. I don't even think this chapter exists in the movie. Why do you think you don't remember? I don't know. For everyone else, the pain of the transformation is the sharpest memory they have of their human life. Because their other me human memories are blurry to them. Mm. I remember nothing of being human. Her voice was wistful. wistful. We lay silently wrapped in our individual meditation. So they were just, that was like really the end. They were just chilling. Yes. Then, without any warning, Alice leaped from the bed, landing lightly on her feet, 
My head jerked up as I stared at her, startled. Something's changed, her voice was urgent, and she wasn't talking to me anymore. She reached the door at the same time Jasper did. He had obviously heard our conversation and her sudden exclamation. He put his hands on her shoulders and guided her back to the bed, sitting her on the edge. What do you see? He asked intently, staring into her eyes. Her eyes were focused on something very far away. I sat close to her, leaning in to catch her quick, low voice. I see a room. It's long, and there are mirrors everywhere. The floor is wooden. He's in this room, and he's waiting. There's gold? A gold stripe across the mirrors. Where is the room? I don't know. Something is missing. Another decision hasn't been made yet. How much time? It's soon. He'll be in the mirror room today, or maybe tomorrow. It all depends. He's waiting for something, and he's in the dark now. Jasper's voice was calm, methodical, as he questioned her in a practiced way. What is he doing? He's watching TV? No, he's running a VCR in the dark in another place. Can you see where he is? No, it's too dark. So she's like, like he, he, Jasper is so used to getting these, her getting these like visions of the future, right? Mm -hmm. So he's asking her all the he right questions. He knows the questions yeah. to ask, yeah. In the mirror room, what else is there? Just the mirrors and the gold. It's a band around the whole room. And there's a black table with this big stereo and a TV. He's touching the VCR there, but he doesn't watch the way he does in the dark room. This is the room where he waits. Her eyes drifted, then focused back on Jasper's face. There's nothing else? She shook her head. They looked at each other motionless. What does it mean? I asked. Like, like what the fuck? What the fuck? He watches from the dark. Yeah, it's like the weird. The mirrors and the gold. So she's like, the I, VCR. I pick, I, when I read this originally, like, cause in the book, I, I picture it like different than how they portray it in the movie. Mm -hmm. But in my head, when I read the book, I pictured it as like her just getting like, kind of like, like how it feels like when you wake up from a dream and you're trying to piece together. Mm. Um, like your memories, like that's kind of how I thought like her visions would be like, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't know that it's really like that. I just wanted to say that. It's tough to know. It's tough to know. We had to ask Stephanie Meyer herself. Um, Yeah, I w we would have to do that. Um, So basically it meant like, you know, the tracker's plans had changed. He made a decision that will lead him to the mirror room and the dark room, but they don't know where those dark rooms are. Right. And they don't know like what's missing about it. And but Alice was like upset because she's like, but we do know that he's not going to be in the mountains north of Washington. Like that's clear because he's not in the woods like he's in a room. But what if that room is in Washington? That doesn't make sense. She just she just feels like that's it is a isn't. weird deduction. To it's make. a deduction she made. Um, and then she Bella's like, well, should we call them? And then the phone rang. Mm. So Alice is, uh, it says, Alice was across the room before I could lift my head to look at it. It was so fast. And then it was Carlisle. She didn't seem surprised or relieved the way I felt. Yes, she said, glancing at me. She listened for a long moment. I just saw him. She described again the vision, she, vision she'd seen. Whatever made him get on that plane, it was leading him to those rooms, she paused. Yes. Alice said into the phone, and then she spoke to me. Bella? She held out the phone toward me. I ran to it. Hello, I breathed. Bella, Edward said. 
Oh, Edward, I was so worried. Bella, he sighed in frustration. I told you not to worry about anything but yourself. It was so unbelievably good to hear his voice. I felt the hovering cloud of despair lighten and drift back as he spoke. So she, he's like, they're just like having a conversation about what happened. And I'm not going to read all of it because it's a lot. But he's just like really sorry because he's like, we lost him. Like, you know, we tracked him outside of Vancouver. So they were like all the way up in Canada. Mm-hmm. And they, he like, James seems suspicious of them. So he like took off basically and he got on a plane so they don't know where he's going but oh they didn't see where the plane was going no it just says it looks like he got on a plane we think he's heading back to forks to start over out like she's like well i know alice knew that he got away so she must have seen the plane but i didn't i don't remember reading that part Mm. and he's like but don't worry like he can't find anything that will lead him to you um you just have to stay there and wait till we find him again and then he's she's like okay well what about charlie like he's been there the whole time and he's like okay yeah the the female vampire has been in town but um esme and rosalie have been taking watches like watching over his house so he's been okay um and it's clear that they have determined that the woman is trying to pick up the trail of Bella. What who what she thinks was Bella, but it was actually Rosalie and M- Esme with a truck. Mm. Um, so she's like going through, like she had gone to the airport and all the roads around town and school. Like she's trying to figure out where Bella is, mm. and Esme's been you know with Charlie most of the time, and you know she's like, I miss you. <laughs> it's been too long. It's only been a day. <laughs> Um, classic Bella mm -hmm. and he says I know Bella believe me I know it's like you've taken half myself away with you oh my god come and get it then I challenged soon as soon as I possibly can I will make you safe first his voice was hard hard I love you I reminded him cold and hard (laughs) could you believe that despite everything I've put you through I love you too yes I can actually she says I'll come for you soon. I'll be waiting. And then he, hang, like, it's over. The conversation's over. He said, it's over. bitch. (laughs) Yeah, no. Bye. Um, So then she turns to give the phone back to Alice and realizes that Alice is sketching. So she's, like, sketching. What she saw. What she saw. Mm -hmm. Because she's like, I mean, I'm assuming so it's other people can, like, understand what she saw because it doesn't seem this is me sketching it seems very it doesn't seem real it's funny because it's not very unsimilar to what happens in the movie um so it says she drew a room long rectangular with a thinner square section at the back the wooden planks that made up the floor struts lengthwise lengthwise across the room down the walls were lines denoting the breaks in the mirrors and then wrapping along the wall around the walls waist high a long band the band alice said was gold it's a ballet studio i said suddenly recognizing the familiar shapes so like it was mirrors along the walls and yeah, then a long gold bar they looked at me surprised do you know this room Jasper's voice sounded calm, but there was an undercurrent of something I couldn't identify. Alice bent her head to her work, her hand flying across the page now, the shape of an emergency exit shape sign taking shape against the back wall, the stereo and TV on a low table by the right front corner. 
It looks like a place I used to go for dance lessons when I was eight or nine. It was shaped just the same. I touched the page where the square section dotted out, narrowing the back part of the room. That's where the bathrooms were. The doors were through the other dance floor. But the stereo was here, I pointed to the left corner. It was older and there wasn't a TV. There was a window in the rating room. You could see the room from this perspective if you looked through it. Alice and Jasper were staring at me. Are you sure it's the same room? Jasper asked, still calm. I mean, no, not at all. I suppose most dance studios would look the same. The mirrors, the bar. It's just the shape that looked familiar. I touched the door, set in the exactly the same place as the one I remembered. Would you have any reason to go there now? Alice asked. No, I haven't been there in almost ten years. I was a terrible dancer. They always put me in the back for recitals, obviously, because she's so quirky so and clumsy. Of her own feet. Um, so there's no way it could be connected with you, Alice asked intently. No, I don't even think the same person owns it. I'm sure it's just another dance studio somewhere. Where was the studio you went to, Jasper asked in a casual voice. It was just around the corner from my mom's house. I used to walk there after school, I said, my voice trailing off. I didn't miss the look, the look they exchanged. Here in Phoenix, then? His voice was still casual. Yes, I whispered. 58th Street and Cactus. We all sat in silence, staring at the drawing. Alice, is that phone safe? Yes, she reassured me. The number would just trace back to Washington. Then I can use it to call my mom. I thought she was in Florida. She is, but she's coming home soon and she can't come back to that house while. And then she's like, oh, my God, she can't come back to the house while everything is going on. Right. Mm -hmm. How will you reach her? They don't have a permanent number except at the house. She's supposed to check her messages regularly. Jasper, Alice asked. He thought about it. I don't think there's any way it could hurt. Be sure you don't say where you are, of course. So she basically is calling her mom's voicemail message at the home in Phoenix. And then her mom checks the message, calls in to check the messages like you used to do. I feel like that's the thing that people used to do, yep, right? Definitely. So she just says, mom, it's me. Listen, I need you to do something. It's important. As soon as you get this message, call me at this number. Alice was already at my side, writing the number for me on the bottom of her picture. Please don't go anywhere until you talk to me. Don't worry, I'm okay, but I have to talk to you right away, no matter how late you get this call, all right? I love you, Mom. Bye. So that's basically it with that. But um, So she's like... What is she even going to tell her, though? There uh, might be a mean vampire I, man. I really don't know like what she's trying to think she would tell her, but I think, I think in the movie she explains what she was going to tell her, but I don't remember what that is. Mm, okay. Um, don't go home there might be a vampire mom mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, he. so then they're back to watching the news and all the boring shit you know <laughs> right they were like all right well we did all we could do um yeah and they're base. i mean that's basically the end of the chapter oh um okay. she they they get back to all watching the tv and um she falls asleep on the couch waiting for the phone to ring again the touch of Alice's cold hands woke me bro briefly as she carried me to the bed, but I was unconscious again before my head hit the pillow. All right. Yeah, so... Impatience. Impatience. Like, it's basically just ba a full chapter of them doing nothing, yeah. but waiting for a freaking phone call. Just hanging out. Should have brought their Nintendo Switches. Yeah, honestly. They could have played some Mario Kart. 
to Mario Party. Turn, turn their cheats on. I'm gonna turn my cheats on and play Mario Mario Party. Mario Mario Party. Mario Parties. Yeah. That's uh, Mario is uh the knockoff Mario. Mario. Yeah, and then that's what they have in the book because they can't write about right. trademarks, right? Yeah, and there's Mario and Lugigi and Big Turtle Main. Big and, Turtle Main. And y- Yo- Yoshki. Yocher. Yo- Yoshki. Oh, Yoshki. Yoshki and Monkey Kong. Monkey Kong. Monkey Kong. Donkey King. Don- Donkey King. <laughs> you, did you ever see that? This is a total complete sidebar, but that Jeopardy when uh it was the the clue was for Sonic the Hedgehog. Like it was clearly Sonic the Hedgehog if you knew anything. And they wrote, "What is Donkey Donkey King?" I don't think I've seen You've that. Never is that a meme? It, it's so old. It's it's it really happened. Oh my god. What is Donkey King? What is Donkey King? <laughs> I bet Alex was like, what the fuck, he, he these was, idiots? Yeah, he's like, uh, how do you not know Sonic the Hedgehog, you fucking plebe? Anyway, <laughs> rest in peace, Alex. Miss oh, you, buddy. Miss you uh, so much. Wow, that chapter was... I, I, I really liked that chapter, even though there, not a lot happened. Yeah, you seemed enraptured. You didn't really say much. I was just letting you do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I said things. I know, you did say things. I was just I was just listening. I was being a good listener. Uh, but yeah, so I'm excited. I think I think... Based on actually, we gotta talk about the schedule real quick. So yeah, let's talk about the schedule next week. But you don't want to predict what it's gonna happen. I, what I was gonna say is, as maybe the next chapter chapter picks up, but I think it's based on the way you set up the schedule. It's probably gonna be the chapter after that. Yeah, sorry, bye. My so, bad. <laughs> but I do think okay. Here's my one prediction before we talk about the schedule. Okay. My one prediction is that there is gonna be some sort of showdown in this ballet arena. This ball, the arena, this ballet studio. Arena, there's the seating, stadium, stadium seating at this ballet Download arena. the new mobile game, ballet arena. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, in the in the studio, there's gonna be some sort of showdown between James and our crew. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. That's uh, a good guess. Thank you. Um, I will say he's probably gonna kidnap the mom too. Uh, hmm. so our our schedule. Next week, we'll have a normal episode of CBT, the next chapter, chapter 21. Yes. Which is titled, you don't say that yet, that we say that in the next episode, <laughs> but it'll be chapter 21. And that will come up, yep, February 16th. February 16th, so next week, Tuesday, as always. <laughs> then, the week after, February 25th. 20- yeah, it's not a Tuesday, it's, it's a, a Thursday. Thursday, because that's when I'm but out of work for the week. It's a Thursday, but at 6.30-ish p.m., it will be probably after 6.30 sometime, but we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll narrow down the time the mm-hmm. day the, at least the week of the day of something like that it really just depends on the weather yeah. how fast i can get out of work right. and into a, another place Six let let's say that we will be doing the first ever <laughs> live episode of the coach by tara podcast I'm nervous. on twitch.tv slash super spaghetti bros and tara will be taking us through chapter 22 and, and 23 live on stream and i'm very nervous tara's very nervous but it's going to be easy. We're going to have a good time. We're going to hang out with the guy, people in chat. We're going to discuss it. Please don't bring any spoilers or anything. Oh, my God. If you bring any spoilers for the whole series, I'm going to ban will you have, immediately. I, I will have Tyler in the chat, Ahmad, and he will ban anybody who spoils anything. Oh, my God. Yeah. He will just ban you instantly. But we're going to do the live episodes. Then we'll have one more normal episode of CBT the week after. No. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The week after, the Tuesday after, it'll be another uh, 
recorded pre-recorded episode of chapter 24 correct then the week after and that, that's the technically the last chapter but yes. then the week after that another time on a thursday because that's when the i got thursday work. we will be doing thursday march 11th the epilogue yes and we will be doing a, I, what the watch along in the movie yes um i haven't exactly ironed out, out how we're doing it i My, think what, what we're gonna have to do is all watch it separate some no, no no what we're gonna do probably is on discord You'll have to join our Discord, but on Discord, I can stream anything on Discord. So oh, you can. Yeah, so I will. what will happen is you guys will be able to hear me and Tara talk. You'll be able to hear the movie and watch it. And then you'll be able to chat in the Discord, just like it's Twitch. Got and then it. we will also be recording that and releasing it as an episode. And we'll do the whole thing where we tell you, okay, we're going to watch the movie now. Press play on three, two, two one, one, play. So you can watch along. So, with so if our... you don't make it to the live watch along, you can still do a watch That's along That's a good with idea. Us. So that's probably what we're going to do. Uh, we were going to do it on Twitch, but Prime, yeah, Prime, Prime got took, rid of Twilight which on there. Which is stupid. They yeah. had it on there like perfectly for us. Right. And then they, and got, then rid it, of they it. got rid of it. So that's not going to work. But that's OK, because that means everybody can participate, even if they don't have Prime. Yeah, that's good. So. um, But yeah, that's probably what we're going to do. Then we are going to take a like a, two, a two weekish a break. A two week break to get ready for season two of CBT. <laughs> Twilight New Moon. Twilight New Moon, baby. Which I'm so like, oh my god, I can't wait. I can't think, believe we're almost done with this book. Huh? I don't know. I think that New Moon might be one of my favorite. I think it might be my favorite of the books. I don't know for sure though. You like the moon, huh? I like the moon. Would you say the moon exhilarates you? Yes, I am psyched. <laughs> we are gonna name the baby Isa. No. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Tara, so much for coaching me this week. We will be back next week with episode, chapter number 21. Yes, in chapter 21. Chapter 21. Thank you, Jerry, for coaching me. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Why don't I remember? Can you do it with Hi, That's Me? Can we, can we listen to one back? I'm kind of confused. I'm just confused. I don't want to listen to my actual voice. Why do I think it's different? Okay. Hello, friends, and welcome to Coach by Tara, the podcast where Tara... Hi, that's me. I say hi. I say hi. Okay.
Are you keeping all this in it? No. Oh, that'd be funny. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. 